0: told us last week that you were doing a new thing, and we have seen evidence of that uh, through the week. And we just want to say, yes, Lord. We are in agreement. We are doing our best to keep up with you. Mm -hmm. And uh, we thank you. Thank you for doing what you said you were going to do. Lord, we rejoice before you this morning. Thank you for Rusty. (laughs) It's not a good sign when the first chord you play is like... (laughs) That's what I get for picking on Rusty. <laughs> yeah.
1: The weapon may be formed, but it won't prosper. When the darkness falls, it won't prevail. Cause the God I serve knows only how to triumph. My again. The weapon may be formed, but it won't prosper. When the darkness falls, it won't prevail. Because the God I serve knows only how to triumph. the enemy i hey. set me free
2: small setting. (laughs) You can't hide. So tell us who you are. My
3: name is Justin Perry. This is my wife. I'm Dana. And this is my middle son. I'm Christian. My youngest daughter.
0: I'm Victoria.
3: And we have an older son, Ethan, who's not with us. He's in Columbia right now.
2: She can eat them (laughs) and cook them. All right. We're glad you're here. We're glad you found us. My son, when he was about eight or nine years old, he went over to a friend's house. His grandpa, the friend's grandpa, was cooking pancakes, and so he cooked up this. Whole batch. Got a stack as high. And he says to my son, Justin, get your pancakes. And he just took the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> so you're in good company. He said, I just want to cooking more. True story. I'm in a storytelling mood today. Uh-oh. <laughs> yes, Rusty. Rusty's on. Rusty's on my side. Years ago, when we first had moved back into this country, we lived out for nine years or so down around Ardmore moved back here, I went into the hay baling business and uh, we had an 8N Ford tractor that we used to rake with. So we used what we had, Ronnie. They, they wouldn't use it today, I don't beat, think. Beat a horse, didn't it? Yeah, beat a horse. So the wheel one of the hind wheels rusted and it just fell apart. So here we are. Hay's ready to bale. Our rake tractor's down. We need a rake tractor. There was an old man, lived, the same old man that cooked the <laughs> pancakes. I don't know why we're talking about him today so much, but the same guy. We went to his house and he had a bunch of tractors and he had a a little Ford diesel tractor, <coughs> probably made in the '60s, and we thought that I thought the wheel would on it would fit on this tractor that we had. He said it wouldn't, and he was a he knew more about tractors than I did. So I'm looking at that, and man, that looks like the same pattern. And uh, I looked at him. And I said, "Joe, I think that's the same. No, it's not the same. It's not the same. Listen, I'm sure our good little old tractors aren't they?" They said, "Oh heck, <laughs> just take it." And it We took it. It fit. We got our hay baled. And I was just being reminded of that. How that you can misdirect things or change the way things are going by going somewhere else. I was in business for myself for lots of years and I sold stuff and uh, people would come in to buy and I'm, I'm not buying today I'm not ready to buy today I'm not, not today I, well how do you like that truck or how's your cows doing got plenty of water plenty of grass just Mr. Rick changes the direction we were going. I'm not here to buy now. <laughs> Invariably they would buy. And then all it took was just a little change in direction. And I don't know that I was I would say I was a good salesman. But I could, I could lead people around, and I, I think Jesus could do that. I'm pretty sure he could. I think he did that on more than one occasion. We've been talking last couple of weeks on love, and if you want to look at Scripture, it's uh, John chapter eight, verse one. It's the story of a woman that has been brought to Jesus and she'd been doing some stuff she shouldn't have been doing. Got caught at it. And it really wasn't about her. It was everything that was going on in this whole situation, was to try and trap Jesus. They wanted to to get him. It was after him, not after the woman, not after the other guy, the man, because he's not even there. So that tells you real quickly that something's not right here. Jesus stooped to the ground when they asked him what do you do the law says the law says well the law has no love love and law do not mix there's just no place for it but Jesus began riding on in the dirt He's not, he's not only not paying any attention to them, He's not paying any attention to the woman. I remember I was reading in the Bill Johnson, we read a book or something about him, a person in their church. Had messed up. Nobody knew about it. And it comes out months later. That this has gone on. But this. He was an associate pastor. Worship leader. The worship leader. His anointing on his singing. Was there. And when they judged him the guy, that's what they judged. Not what he had done, but where he was at. And I I think God wants to do that in us, get us where he wants us. He wants us in a place, in a good place. He wants us in a place where we can see the love of God, where we can see that God orchestrates things and puts us in a place and brings us to a place of love instead of judgment. And I, I, I'm, for one, am glad that he does it that way. When he wrote, nobody really knows what he wrote there's speculation that he wrote down the sins of the what the guys that had were there accusing what they had been involved in, and uh, I know we're all saints here today, but how how do you how do you get there? How do you, when somebody says, you, but God, but God, yeah. I think we got a fire going somewhere. Father, bless them, whoever it is. Let them, I'll be, uh damaged too badly here. So, over the years, I've yet learned to use that over and over and over in my life, where I'm I wouldn't, I was saying misdirect, and it's really not. It's just taking it and looking at it from a different perspective. Seeing where you're coming from. Are you coming from a, a place of love, or a place of the law. And you can generally tell pretty easy, is how people deal with you. How old are you, 14? 18, my goodness. Have you ever been accused of something you didn't do? Doesn't feel good, does it? No. Yeah. The reason I said 14. I've got a 14-year-old grandson that's almost your size. So. It's fire. Those are fire trucks. It's either a bad wreck or a fire. So, are we on fire? know <laughs> <laughs> John's going to look outside. He can see it. By. <laughs> Blocking the highway off? No. No. No, I don't think so. Misdirect. I uh, you can use it two different ways. Actually, I uh, we had a family doctor that was retiring, an old old man. And he, he was he it was comical almost. I'd go went to him my last. The day before he retired, I went in saw him. And he uh, he had a questionnaire that he asked you every time you saw him. It was the same, the same ten questions. Does your tummy hurt? <laughs> he would say, "Does your tummy hurt?" <laughs> he went through the his whole rigmarole and he he looked at me and he said I don't believe I can't believe you don't have any cows anymore I said no sold all my cows don't have cows he said does your tummy hurt (laughs) this is the second time and so I just answered him the second time And he got through and he said something else about cows. And he said, I just can't believe you don't have any cows. Does your tummy hurt? And I said, Dr. Milton, I want to thank you for taking such good care of me and my family over the years. And tears began to run down his cheek. I told Kay, I said, you know, I don't think anybody ever said thank you to him before. But it was just a little misdirection there. Changed the whole thing from silly old doctor to thank you for that. Thank you for it acknowledging me and in your family's life so we we have the opportunity one way or the other to change the way things are it's we can direct it on a path that is towards the love of god or we can take it and turn it into something that's that God that has no part in. <laughs> it's just another fire engine. <laughs> it's, a fire. it's a big fire. So somebody'd be looking for a home, place to live. So I, I would encourage you today. To look for opportunities to be a factor in somebody's life into in a way that it would be positive, in a way that it would be with the love of God, in a way that would touch people's life and just I would I would hate to think that I would be judged on the bad things I've done. It doesn't give me a clean sheet or a clean bill to go out and do whatever I want, but it does cause me to think, see where I am. And be thankful to God that He deals with me in the, in love and not the law. I we were uh, over at some friend's house last night. They had invited us to come and have dinner with them and. I knew that the woman would ask me to pray over the food. And years ago, I uh, read in the Bible where Jesus and his disciples were walking through a field. And his disciples were reaching down and gathering some of the fruit of the, that was growing there. wasn't fruit, but grain. And eating it. And it doesn't say anywhere there in that story that they blessed the grain before they ate it. And I'm thinking, you know, that there's a high percentage of people in this town going to church that are very religious and they, they have to say a some kind of a crazy prayer over the food before they eat it. And I'm thinking, well, God, the disciples didn't do, they didn't have to do that. What is the purpose? You know, would you want me to be religious? And he said, I can tell you, the answer was no. I'm not saying it's bad to pray. And I'm not saying you don't pray for your food. I'm saying that most of what you see or what they want is religious, not, and that I can tell you, religious is not love. But I knew that she would ask me because it had been there before. So I thought, Lord, what do I say? And I was reminded of a story. Not a story, but a scripture in Mark 16. And at the end of the chapter it says, talking about, and we've been talking about maturity, being mature, and how that involves us, where we are in it. And I said, it says, and if they drink anything deadly well we were we were invited to the, to this to their this couple's house because her husband had come up with a new dish and so, so i told him i said i'm invoking that prayer I'm invoking this on food, too.
0: And he wonders why we don't do
2: What are you doing, John? <laughs>
0: okay. He's editing
2: that part. <laughs> so I said, I told him, I said, so I'm invoking this over your food tonight. Lord bless it in Jesus' name. Well, that was just last night, so oh. she, may not ever, she may not ever ask again. But uh, <laughs> And either the prayer worked or the food worked. I'm not sure which. But the food was good to eat, so we had, we had a good time add good food, and we're still here today, so. (laughs) Not me. (laughs) So, I think that we can examine just about anything we do. And see if what we're doing is in love or not. I'm wondering if Ronnie got anything anything out of Frankie's message. (laughs) He spoke on marriage, didn't he? Oh, that was yesterday. Did you go yesterday? (laughs) Why would I think that would be right? (laughs) Marriage. Oh. Oh, okay. Working on the kitchen. What do you love? Mm -hmm. Putting God first.
4: first.
3: Praise God. They asked her what started it, and then they said, you know, we understand a young man got up and just started to confess where he was at, what went on, and it's just continued from there for ten days now. And she said, yeah, that was, that was the starting point, but I believe what started it was the way people reacted to what he said. We all loved him.
2: Love was the key. Love is the key. He wants to give us life, and life more abundantly. To do that, it will be shrouded in love. Yeah. You got anything, Lori?
3: Want me to say something oh okay um, well I guess it occurs to me that you know when Jesus was in the midst of his ministry, everything was about love um, and people they don't see that you know they see they see somebody going to the to the Sanhedrin or going you know to the Pharisees and and being challenged by them and in that reaction that he would have. People look at that, I suppose the way we most of us have relationship with our natural fathers. Well, that was stupid. Don't do that again. You know, and you get chastised, right? That's not what Jesus was doing. What he was doing is he was giving them an opportunity to repentance. But because they didn't have grace in their life, because there was no acceptance of him as being the Son of Man, the only opportunity he could give them biblically was to present the law to them. And so he continually presented the law to him, but he did it in love. Now, it's stung. (laughs) Right? I mean, I think all of us have had an opportunity, especially as children, we do something wrong, and if you have a good parent, they bring it towards you, and they, they present the fact that they have evidence that you did something wrong. And I know when I did that with my girls, I would get, I'm so, and they would just repent on the spot because they have been caught. They knew it, red-handed, you know, and there was going to be repercussions, whatever they might be, but that dad was going to deal with them in love. And that's the way Christ was. Right? It's something that we, we need to release this, this thought that everything we do is going to be chastised so harshly and living in fear. I make this declaration Jesus Christ, the Father, and the Holy Spirit are not Thor sitting on a seat with a lightning bolt in their hand waiting to strike us dead. That is not my God. That is not my God. And there's a fallacy that's involved in our belief and our faith today that says that's who God is. That is not our God.
2: One of the names of attributes of Jesus is is that he was a teacher and if you want to be mature one of the first things of being a mature Christian is to be teachable if you're not teachable you can't receive from him, Jesus who is the teacher
0: to add to the story he was telling about Bill Johnson's. Actually, I think it was his. The pastor at Bill's church. But this young man had come, and you know, he had been caught out in sin, and and the, what the what the pastor I can't remember his name. Chris Silk, maybe I don't remember. What he said to him is. The problem is not what you've done. The problem is that you forgot that you carry the light of God in you. And so we have to get you back to the place where you remember who you are. I can see the light in you. But you've forgotten that. And so they you know began to minister to him you know for a season from that standpoint and the guy was restored and healed and and uh, I have have said that very thing to different people who are struggling with to do thing to do the right thing Rather than, and I told them, I see the light in you. I know you can do better. And they do. You know, you could hammer at people night and day for months and not get the response from them that all they needed was reminding you, you carry the light. You've just forgotten it. And once they start remembering, then they can make a different choice. Father, I thank you that you have given us light. And Lord, when we make bad choices... The reason, the utmost reason is that we've forgotten that we carry your light. We've forgotten who we are. So Lord, I pray for this congregation that, Lord, we would walk through our life remembering who we are. That we have you inside us. We have your light And as we deal with each other and the people we come in contact with, Lord, help that light to be so evident in our lives. And Lord, when we've made bad decisions, Lord, help us to get back on into a place where we remember who we are. We have been called your child. We have been... Changed by your blood. So Lord, we thank you. We thank you, Lord.
2: Praise the Lord. We'll do our declaration. If you'd like to stand. As we have given back to the Lord a portion of what He's given us, We declare that he teaches us to profit and leads us in the way we should go. The Lord gives us power to make wealth and supply all our needs according to his riches and glory. We bless Israel and pray for the peace of Jerusalem. As he blesses us, his way becomes known on the earth and his salvation among all nations. Lord, we are believing you for jobs and better jobs. Raises and bonuses, debts paid off and transferred wealth, prosperous businesses, our vats filled with oil and our coffers with gold. Expenses decreased, blessings increased, heavens opened, earth invaded, signs, wonders and miracles and angelic visitations. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Lord, we thank you for more than enough so we can give into your kingdom, co-labor with heaven, and see Jesus get his full reward. Amen.